Welcome to the Money BS Podcast, where I'm on a mission to help you get unhooked from the unhelpful thoughts you choose to keep yourself from having the life you want. I'm your host, Master Certified Success Coach, Belinda Smith. Ready? Let's go. Hi. Welcome to episode 51. I hope that you took a moment and made sure that you listened to episode 50 because today episode 51 is actually going to build on the last episode. So if you did not listen to the last episode, which was called uh, why you should pursue your passion. I think that's what it's called. Something like that. Episode 50. Then you might want to go check that out before you come to this. But I mean, you don't have to, but I'm just saying, if you listen to it afterward, I don't know, somehow I feel like in, in, I'm in some sort of a series of uh, things that I can explain to you or, or things that I've been through in my life that could uh, help you as you are pursuing whatever that is that you love. So last time I talked to you about how I ended up getting into songwriting, and I mentioned that I understood what it was like to be on the outside looking in. And I knew how frustrating it was, excuse me, I knew how frustrating it was to be on the outside looking in. And I'm not saying that I don't still have those moments in my life. But in this one particular um, scenario, it was like, for me, it was like clawing at the wind. You know, I wanted to be involved in the industry. I wanted to be part of the music industry so much. And I really thought I was supposed to be part of the industry. But no matter what I did, it was like, I could not find something to hold on to. I couldn't find, you know, that, that certain thread that I could sort of pull out and start to like, you know, get myself into the tapestry. It just was not happening. Of course, this was when I was still living in West Virginia. I had graduated, graduated from college and I was working I think I, I don't remember maybe for the state of West Virginia or I was working for the federal government by then. Not sure. But I was so discouraged and um, disenchanted with the way I felt I had been given a desire that was not coming into fruition. So basically, I'm just going to go ahead and break it down. I mean, it's not like, you know, I I believe in God and he he was there (laughs) during this. It was not like I'm telling you something that that God is not aware of. Okay, I started there was a point in which I started at which that I started to get really angry with God. And I became so like the more I would send songs off, the more rejections I would get, the more uh accidental networking that I was doing, the more people I would meet, there still wasn't anything. Uh, nothing was coming back. I would go, we went and we'd sing, we'd sing songs that I'd written, just kept showing up and showing up. And no matter what happened, I was not feeling like there was anything happening in return. I felt like I was, you know, yelling into a endless dark cave, like no one was listening. And so I ended up getting very angry with God just very angry because I was, I felt like, why would I be given a desire? Why would I be giving a burning desire even for something and then not have a way to do it? Like not be, you know, no path, no door would be open for me to do it. And I knew at this point though, there was something 
that I can't explain. And I know that's still true today. Something inexplicable that happens when you write a song, when something comes out of your head or when, when you begin to sing, some people can, some people uh, don't. When, when I had an idea, um, I knew that there was something larger because just on my own, I, I didn't know how it was happening. It just was. And I know we can associate this with all kinds of things. You know, I don't know why I'm pulled to this, but I just am. I wish I could stop it, but I just can't. And so one night I left my house and I was driving to a church that I was going to visit. And the way that my house or our house sat was that like, you kind of think of it as a triangle. And if I was going to the left of the triangle, then that was where the church would be. And, and then that triangle intersected with the interstate and you'd go up one exit in that interstate. I would, I could get off the interstate and do the triangle back to my house. Okay. So like when I say I was driving in a triangle, that's pretty much what I was doing. So I left my house. I was driving to that, to church that night and I was just so angry. I was just mad at God. And we were like having one of those discussions, you know, where I just had some stuff that I needed to get off my chest because it wasn't like I knew that wasn't like I thought God didn't already know what I was thinking. And I was like, look, here we are. And so I kept driving. I drive, drove right on past the church. I drove clear to the interstate. I got on, drove back down to the other exit, got off, drove to my house. And then I just kept doing this triangle. I honestly don't know how many times I did it, but it was, it was several hours. And the ang- the more I drove, the angrier I got, you know, and I was basically saying, why on earth would you give me a desire to do something and just not let me? And I told, I told God, I mean, this is just cruel. And I understand that, you know, you're the God of all things and that there are a lot more important things going on in the world than me getting to be a songwriter. Like, I totally get that. On the flip side, here I am and this does matter to me and I can't help but be angry. It seems so cruel, so mean, and it's just not fair. And so in that drive, the longer it went, I started to pray And my prayer was basically, you know, (laughs) kind of a very out loud, agitated sound (laughs) where I just said, take, take this desire away. I don't even want to do it. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to know about it. I want to be able to leave this behind me. I'll just get married. I'll stay in West Virginia. I will, you know, have 2.1 kids or 2.5 kids, however many. Um, obviously, I'd have a dog. But just, just take this away. Please stop tormenting me with this. Just stop. Stop tormenting me. I don't want to want this anymore. It hurts too badly. It just hurts. And I don't want it prayed and prayed, cried, you know, all the stuff, just sobbed all the things and for, for a few hours and drove this triangle. And then at one point it was like, it just sort of calmed down. I'm not saying that, that it, I got any resolution that night. I'm not saying that there was like, you know, that still small voice that says, you know, hey, shut your face. I got this. There was there was nothing. There was no beautiful, you know, moment uh, like I talked about in, in last week's episode. There was just calm and quiet. And, and it felt it wasn't the calm that was like, you know, 
they say that you know i think the bible says um he gives you a peace that passes all understanding yeah it wasn't that it wasn't that at all it was basically that i had cried it out and i had yelled it out and then i was exhausted and from emotionally exhausted and i just wanted to go home go to bed get up go to work and just i wanted this to be finished so that happened i go home you know get back in in my room go to bed woke up the next day nothing you kind of hope okay all right we had this big uh, conversation i was probably talking more than you were listening but we had a conversation surely i'm going to wake up tomorrow surely i'm going to wake up tomorrow and feel nothing or feel like less less desire to to be part of this industry <clears throat> sorry i told you i had a cold it's almost finished but every now and then it comes up when i'm talking well here's the thing Tom went on, the desire didn't go away. I calmed down. I just sort of, it was like a, it wasn't an indifference. It was just a a kind of a resignation, you know, like I was like, this is, this is just what it's going to be. I'm going to be in West Virginia. I'm going to be writing songs for me and for, you know, those of us around and that'd be it. And then uh, I believe that was sometime in the summer. I wish I could remember the month, but I just didn't really realize what an important thing that would be until much later in life. That was in the summer. And then in December, I got my first out of the blue call from who became my first publisher in Nashville. I tell you all of this again to say, sometimes it's going to feel awful. Sometimes you can know to, that you know that you know that you know that you have what it takes to be part of something bigger. And you are still standing on the outside of the fence, looking in at the people who are already in the game. I don't know why I use sports references. I'm totally not an athlete, but whatever, just go with it. We all know what it means, right? I know what it feels like to be on the outside, wanting to, just wanting to be in, just one person, invite me in. If you'll invite me in, I promise that I will not let you down. And it turned out in that entire situation with all the terrible things I felt, all the terrible um, thoughts I was having as all the anger that I had, the answer was just no. But two, three hours of praying and yelling and, and all those things the answer is no. I will not take that desire away from you. I will not take the fire. I will not honor you in this time of really um, showing your showing your hiney to me. <laughs> you know, God, please take this uh, desire away. Please let me be able to, to let it go. I don't want to do it anymore. And the answer was no. Then a few months later, I got my first call from a publisher in Nashville. And that's where it went. What I didn't know at the time was how many pieces were already falling into place that created that phone call. So while I was driving around the whole County in West Virginia, crying and, and being upset and all that stuff, all of the foundation was already being laid. It just wasn't time to, to put me in the loop yet. No matter what you want to be in, no matter how angry you are that you're not there yet, no matter how much you feel like you're being cheated, I'm telling you from the 
depths of my soul, I have had to trust that many times over in my life. But sometimes when the answer is no, it means, it can definitely mean that, that a path is already being laid and you're just not there yet. You can't know. I'm telling you, I didn't know until afterward what all had been falling into place. And even if I could have orchestrated it, I wouldn't have had a clue how to do it. So I mean, basically, I couldn't have orchestrated it myself. So when you think about it today, I won't just I feel like I'm supposed to be telling you uh, some of these personal stories. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll do another one next week or not, but I have so many of these. So anyway, all of that to tell you, when you're pursuing your passion relentlessly, and then you get so tired and then you start to wish that you didn't even want to do it. You start to get out and you know, and and you find out the answer is just, no, you have to stay. I challenge you to keep the faith that everything is already being put into place so that you will have more success and joy and love and happiness than you can even comprehend. Hey, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I'd love it if you'd invite your friends to listen in. Remember, it's not about the money, it's about the mindset. If you could use some personalized support around this area of your life, some limited number of openings and I'd love to talk to you and see if we're fit. The link to book a chat is in the show notes. Also, please go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Y'all know that every star counts. All right, I'll see you next time.